Hello friend, Mel Jeffcoat here. It is 7.29 p.m. on a Monday. And today, kind of a, a funny, weird little thing happened while I was out on a walk. I was walking on the bike trail, which, which uh, runs alongside the Ohio River. And I had been sort of messing around with my phone, trying to get my earbuds to connect to it. And so I wasn't really paying attention, but there was suddenly a woman appeared in front of me. I think she had come off of the trail because I hadn't seen her ahead for a while, and she was walking the other direction. And she had her shirt full of, of something. She had cupped in her shirt like a basket. Um, so I figured, oh, she'd been foraging something, and I was curious what she'd been foraging for, because that's something that I do a little bit of myself. And she must have noticed that I'd looked curiously at, at what she was carrying, and she said, hey, have you ever had a pawpaw before? And I said, well, once a long time ago. Now, if you're not from the Ohio Valley or, or Ohio or thereabouts, West Virginia, um, you may not know what a pawpaw is. It is a native fruit to these deciduous forests in this area, and its flavor is described as a, a cross between a mango and a banana, and sort of custardy. It is very much like a tropical fruit, but it's native to this decidedly non-tropical area. And a lot of people really love them. Now, to be honest, the one time I tried them many, many, many years ago, I wasn't that impressed, but perhaps I didn't get a very good one. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't really like banana that much to begin with, so. Uh, but anyway, she asked me if I wanted one, and I said, oh, sure, I'll try them again. So she had a, a whole bunch of them. She said she'd knocked off the tree. And the one I got was still a little bit hard, so I haven't been able to try it yet. It needs to ripen a little bit longer. But it's exciting. I didn't realize that there were any pawpaw trees right there on the bike trail. Uh, you know, I, I hear of people finding their, their sources deep in the woods and guarding them almost as much as if they were like morel mushroom sites. Uh, but... Um, so while pawpaws are not something that I have foraged for in the past, uh, I do like to do a bit of foraging. I think it's a useful thing to know what things around you are edible and what aren't. I mean, you hope that you never have to use that, that information, but, you know, someday you might. Maybe you'll be out on a hike, and it might mean the difference between life and death if you happen to get lost or something, left stranded. Uh, but even something less dire than that, if you have an idea of what's edible, then you can have a little snack as you walk along, and of course wild things are generally much higher in vitamins and minerals than, than the uh, domesticated counterparts. So if you happen to live in a similar climate climate to me, here are a few of the things that I like to forage. Um, this time of year, in the fall, 
the touch me nots are going to seed. And you can look these up if you're not familiar with them, but they're sort of a waist tall, waist high plant that's quite pretty, grows in, in damp locations, and has some pretty flowers, usually yellow or orange or various shades of those. But when they form seeds, the seed pods are under tension. So when you touch them, they spring apart and the seeds fly everywhere, hence their name. But if you can capture those seeds before they fly away, uh, they actually, they're edible and they taste like walnuts. Um, they're perfectly tasty and fine if they're green. They're more oily and more like walnuts uh, as they mature. But of course, you let them mature too long and then they'll be gone. Uh, so those are a particular favorite of this time of year. They're very tasty if you like walnuts, but they're also quite small, so it would take a lot of them to form a meal. Uh, this one is more medicinal than edible, although you can eat it. And this grows all over the place. It's, it's not native to the United States. It comes from Europe. Um, but that is plantain. And no, it's not a banana. It just happens to have the same type of name. There's two main types that I'm familiar with, and you can look up what they look like, but there's broadleaf plantain and narrowleaf plantain, and they both grow here. I think, to the best of my knowledge, if you have one, you'll probably have the other, and they taste pretty much the same. They don't taste that great. When they're very young, you could add them to a salad, and as long as it's not the only thing you're eating, it, it wouldn't be too bad. But they are excellent antibiotic, antibacterial sources. Uh, so very good for um, wounds. If you are if you need to do some field dressing and you don't have access to Neosporin or anything like that, or even if you do and you just prefer the herbal approach, um, that's what plantain is good for. And in my experience, I haven't seen this described in, in the lore so much, but in my experience, it actually has a pain-relieving uh, um, quality as well. Um, so those are a couple of things that I particularly like and use a lot. Another, I'll give you one more. And this one is also a, a common one. Uh, it's purslane, which is a low-growing, fleshy plant, uh, and it's extremely healthy and delicious. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't have a strong flavor. You can toss it raw into salads. You can toss it into a stir fry. There's lots of different things you can do with it. Um, it's very it's it's very tender. So if you put it in a stir fry, do it at the very end, like if it were an herb, because basically it is. Um, and that one is best harvested before it goes to flower or seed, but you can still eat it after. It's just more bitter. Um, so that one is extremely nutritious. That's one of those weeds, so-called, that when it pops up in the garden, I let it stay because it doesn't harm anything. It's not you know, this huge bushy thing, it's it's a ground 
cover type of plant. Um, and it's incredibly nutritious, so it's welcome in the garden. Um, and I could probably, I only know a little bit about foraging, but um, it's something that I'm interested in. Every now and then I find something new to add to my repertoire, and then I go out and practice finding it and using it. So just, I challenge anybody who's listening to look up the edible plants in their region, in their bio, biome, and just pick one that looks interesting and go out and find it and give it a try. And as with, with anything new, you know, it's a good idea, even if you know that something is edible, to just try a little bit, a very small amount first. Make sure that you don't have any sort of um, allergies or, or any, any problems with it. So, you know, make sure, be careful, but once you've verified that you know how to identify something and that it's okay for you to eat, then see what you can do with it. And then you'll just be a little bit more prepared and you have access to more nutrients than you would otherwise. So that's all for tonight. Uh, until next time, keep exploring.